When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast, where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition, and mental health. Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health. We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind. Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. Welcome back. We're so excited to be here with you again this week. We have a very, very interesting topic, um, basically because I went through something last weekend that I thought I would want to share <laughs> with you guys. Um, and then I did a live yesterday and everyone had such good feedback about wanting to hear more about this topic. So I figured let's come on and talk about this. I don't think it's something we've tapped into that much, actually. Um, so I'm pumped. Um, but first, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who's left some really nice reviews lately. If anyone feels called to do so and you like enjoy our podcast and like listening, please leave us a five-star review. Um, it really helps kind of get our... Uh, our, our name out there um, a little bit more on the podcast platforms as far as raising awareness for mental health and anxiety. So we'd really appreciate it if you like it. Um, but yeah, so I really appreciate everything we've been seeing from people and everyone's been enjoying the guests that we have on. So we definitely have more guests coming up. Some awesome people that Taylor you've, you've talked to. Um, just some doctors and experts on different things, but we still will be just me and Taylor. Sometimes I did get, I don't know if you've gotten these DMS, but I've gotten a couple DMS saying, can you guys just make sure it's just the two of you sometimes too? Like I, I you know, I really like just hearing oh. the two. Of you. <laughs> Have you gotten any of those? No, no. People are like, yeah. I love the doctors. <laughs> no, I know. I know. So it's such a mix, which is good. That's why we we don't do one or the other all the time. We mix it up. Um, but definitely you and I will still be you and I um, and like today. So anyway, that's my little spiel about thanking everybody and just loving doing this with you, Taylor, too. I am so glad that you're my co-host. Um, OK, enough with the mush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay, so today's topic. Um, all right, so I don't know if I should just jump into kind of what happened to me on Friday and why I... Uh, yeah, I would tell the about... story. Okay, I'm going to tell a story. So um, if you guys didn't read the show notes, the topic today is people that kind of trigger your anxiety or just trigger you. Um, we're going to say the word trigger probably like 80,000 times. I know that's a buzzword, <laughs> but, you know, just stick with us here, you guys. Um, so... I had this experience on Friday where I went and I met up with a, a friend who I I don't know, like I, I call her a friend, but I honestly have only hung out with her a couple times. I met her through um, like a community group in the area 
Um, and I'm 42. She's about seven years older than me. Um, and so I had been like, I really liked hanging out with her. Um, and it really, it's like months go by and we don't hang out all the time, really. It had been like maybe three or four times. And so um, I hadn't seen her in a while. And I was like, let's just get together and whatever. Okay. So um, as soon as I see her, I know, like, so what I know about, again, I don't, by the way, everyone, when I say, you know, when we're talking about other people triggering us, I want to make sure that you all know that the other person is never to blame, you know, for being you being triggered, right? Like whether it's your family member, your parents, or this person I'm going to tell you about, um, or your friends, it's never really anyone's fault. It's just something that that I want you to be aware of within yourself, because there could be either the person's representing something in yourself that you're struggling with, or, you know, there's different dynamics in families that just, you know, don't really, the dynamic just is a little bit toxic or, but it's never anyone's real fault, really. You just want to I want to talk about this in a way that makes you more aware of your own limitations and your own responses to things, because that's really what you can control, right? You can't really control other people. So that was my little disclaimer. Um, <laughs> anyway, getting back to the story, I so I started um, – I started kind of just, we started having nice conversation and then the conversation turned really kind of dark in my mind because I don't really know a lot about her background. Um, I am someone that, that does kind of share a lot about myself. I've, I sometimes overshare and I know that that can sometimes even be a trauma response, you know, um, and I'm really working on all of that. But in the grand scheme of things, I have learned that um, in sharing the way I feel about things and sharing um, just my story of my life actually is healing for me because I was told so much when I was younger or or I wasn't heard when I was younger. I, I really just shut down and I wasn't able to talk about my feelings a lot when I was younger. So that's kind of something I really try and do now. So when other people um, aren't like that, that's totally okay. And I, I understand that. I don't push people to talk about anything they don't want to. Um, I can definitely read the room. If someone's giving me just like, you know, one word answers when I ask them about themselves, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to push them. You know, it's okay. You don't right. need to talk about it. Not everyone wants to. It's fine. Um so I could kind of get that vibe from her. So I thought that since we started like hanging out a little bit more, I would learn a little bit more about her and her life. And I, I did and I started, but um, I learned a lot more this time too um, because – there started becoming this conversation. Now everyone knows. Well, maybe not if you're if you're a new listener. Hi, um, and I, um, I maybe go back and listen to some of the old episodes about um, <laughs> like dealing with a breakup because I broke up with my boyfriend of like two years last July, and it's been really difficult. And I'm trying to kind of get back into the dating scene now, and really trying to feel hopeful and like positive about this journey because as an older person dating um you know not that it's I, I don't want to discourage anybody it's 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 fine anyone can find love at any age honestly but um it's just hard because i'm still sort of in this gray area of you know recovering from the breakup and like all this stuff so anyway but all in all i try and be a, I am a realistic person, but I try and be hopeful and I try and be positive and find gratitude every day. You know, I'd rather be looking at the glass half full. That's just the kind of person I really want to try. I want to try and live by. 
this was not really the type of person I was with on Friday. <laughs> so it was very alarming to me because when I had started mentioning dating and, um, you know, this whole process, everything that every response was men are horrible. Like, have you ever been cheated on? I bet you have, even though you didn't know everyone, you know, is cheated on, you know, it's 75% of people get cheated on. Wow. Um, statistics too. Yeah. Like she was throwing all this out. Well, the statistic thing was interesting because every time she would say that I would, I would say back, yeah, but 25% didn't. Oh yeah. And I kept saying 25% isn't then. She's like, yeah, mm -hmm. but, and she wouldn't like hear that. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, okay, so I'm, this is literally, if you put a glass of water, a half glass, I mean, it literally is like she would be I'm, the I'm assuming glasses. she was cheated on. So, yes. So I started finding out more information and I was like, oh, okay. Like I understand now this is your experience. And that's something that, um, you know, that comes through you. And it's not even with just her. I guess a lot of the people that she's known in her life, a lot of the people she grew up with, all this stuff, that that was a thing, that was a theme. And so um, I started sort of recognizing that, oh, I can understand that, that you can, that that's coming from you. But she kept put, she didn't even hear that part. And at one point, I wasn't even able, I was trying to talk about my experience with like how I have some past trauma with bullying and trying to relate to just her, even though it wasn't necessarily being cheated on, but I had been manipulated by friends and I had been um, through a lot of different, you know, situations that left me really feeling rejected and just depressed and stuff. And she would like interrupted me a lot. She really wasn't hearing where I was coming from. Um, and it was, um, it was just really, really hard to, in that moment, I was getting very, very defensive because that's what I do and what I've always done when I feel like I'm not being heard. And when someone interrupts me, it's a very, very, very big, big trigger for me. Um, and when I just feel like I'm trying to express myself and my emotions, but there's no validation happening. It's just talking over me. And so that kind of started happening. Um, and again, I, I thought this response for me was now looking back was really interesting because I don't really have any like real connection with this person. Right. I mean, I honestly, emotionally, I didn't really even know her that well. So it was definitely bringing me back to what she represented when I growing up, which was a family dynamic where I was talked over a lot and being interrupted and not really validating my feelings and feeling really just like having all this, all of this negativity, you know, when I was trying to be hopeful and, you know, I was looking for maybe some encouragement and um, like I've now, listen, I've done a lot of work on myself and a lot of work on recognizing these patterns within myself, which is why now I can look back and know what was going on on Friday. A lot of you guys listening might not even really be aware of those patterns yet within yourself, which is totally fine. Um, I would just say maybe that's a, like a first step for you would be if you like if you are talking to um, 
a counselor or something, maybe mentioning that to them and saying, um, you know, I want to kind of look into the patterns of the way I react to things and maybe my triggers and all that stuff. Um, or just start like journaling and start recognizing when you're feeling like your anxiety levels really start to rise, like what were you doing? What situations were you in? Like who you were around, which is what this episode is about, right? Like, are there people you're around where you can feel your body signals, right? Like my body in that moment when those conversations that was happening, I was literally getting really short of breath. Um, my stomach started kind of like, I just, well, the food came and I really wasn't hungry. My stomach wasn't hurting, but I definitely wasn't hungry. I was starving like 30 minutes before. Wasn't hungry. Um, I was feeling very, like my heart was racing and just feeling very tense. My muscles mm -hmm. were tense. So I, I was recognizing, okay, wait, this is not... So, and then, you know, then my mind started racing. I started feeling like I maybe wanted to cry a little bit. These are all like signals that happen. And now I can identify them a little bit easier when I'm around certain people. And if those, if those things are happening to you when you're around certain people, that's not a good sign about a relationship, I would say. Right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Um, I basically, I, what, one thing that I was really proud of was as she was just talking over me and all this stuff. I literally just stopped. And once I got, I was able to get a word in edgewise, I said to her, you know, I just told you about this experience that I had that was really traumatizing for me being bullied and like with with guys in my 20s and all this stuff and how how I've made it through that and you didn't men you didn't say anything about validating me for how I felt with that. I mean, you didn't mm -hmm. say anything back. And um, I'm like, you just kind of started going on and on about like everything you had just been saying, but I was just telling you what had happened to me and my experience with, with how I, you know, used to view men and all this stuff. And now I don't anymore. And she was like, she actually did pull back and was like, okay, first she was a little defensive. And then I was just quiet. And she was like, you know, that's true. That that really was that's that's really sad of what you went through. I don't even know if she really even heard what I I was about to be like, what was it? <laughs> like, did you even hear what I said? No, probably not. But she she was um more empathetic a little bit to it. Um, and I said, you know, I just you know, in those in those cases, like I am looking for validation and probably a lot of people, I don't know how many people you talk to about this cheating thing or about men, but sometimes, you know, people aren't looking for like what your viewpoint is, like in what your belief on cheating or like relationships are. They're just looking for you to listen and maybe, um, you know, put yourself in their shoes and like understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, I did not like I clocked out five hours ago. Like I do not want to have a therapy session right now. I, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I'm like, this is not what I was looking for Friday at like seven o'clock. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I haven't actually feel like I was in that position with, with anyone in a long time because I've, been able to set boundaries with yeah. a lot of people that have made that I've felt like that with around when I've been around them. 
Not that I've just been like, you know, you're not in my life ever anymore. You know, some people I don't talk to that much anymore, but mostly I really set boundaries and I prepare myself if I'm going to see that person. I make sure it's for like a limited amount of time and, you know, I'm in a good headspace, you know. And so she really did trigger something in me that reminded me of a lot of the people I used to hang out with. Um, just a lot of negativity. And I mean, at some point after this whole thing and I kind of stood up for myself, she was like, I can't believe how positive you are. You're just like so positive. She's like, I'm a realist. And I was like, okay, but you know, the reality is, and I don't even know if this statistic is right, honestly. I have no idea what the cheating thing is. But um, but even if it is 75%, I mean, I know the divorce rate is high too. You can choose, you can choose to live your life saying that 75% for me in my brain is that everyone, it always ends up like that. Or you can choose to look at there's 25% of people that don't do that. Like, okay, it's, hold, wait, hold, hold. Yeah. Research from the past two decades show that between 20 and 25% of married men cheat. So she got it wrong. 75% I, I don't. knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Like, I mean, I knew it. She was like, and I didn't even have the energy at that point to even yeah, care. It like because a, yeah, it says 2025. <laughs> I honestly, because, because at, at like one, at some point, it wasn't even about that anymore. Yeah. It seriously wasn't about that anymore. It was more about like, like looking at things in a, like looking at things differently and me trying to defend myself that I actually choose to look at things in a different light. You were feeling hopeful and you were finally starting your journey of feeling hopeful. And then you're just sitting next to this person, just kind of pulling every ounce of hope out of you. And like you like, were just in a place where you weren't hopeful. So it's like, oh okay, my I just built myself up to get here. And now you're taking every ounce of that hope out of me. And I won't allow that because I set boundaries now. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly, yeah, exactly what it was. It was really, really discouraging. And I, it was interesting because I was driving home after that. And by the end, honestly, it was it was okay. I mean, because she kind of was like, you know, I'm sorry. She said she was sorry. She un- didn't understand that, whatever. And and it was fine the last like half hour. And but in my mind, I'm thinking like I'm driving home. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not sure this is someone that I need to yeah. spend time with anymore. Like at least right now. I mean, if she if she would reach out, I mean, and that's another thing. I was the one you know, reaching out to her to see how she was doing and saying, hey, let's get together. Like she wasn't really doing much of that. So, okay. I'm like, you know what, if she wants to hang out again and like, and maybe, um, you know, get together again, sure. And maybe it'll be in under different circumstances with more people or something like that. Um, But I'm not going to, it's not like there's, there's nothing that's coming like bringing you know when you say someone brings something to the table they're really she was kind of like removing things from the table Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i think it's super important for people to sit back and look at all the people that they surround themselves with and categorize who are my energy stealers and who are my energy givers so like when i'm around this person i feel better i feel i leave feeling like you know like oh, that was a good time. I feel happy. And then when I was around this person and it's nothing to do with them, it's just how you connect with their personality and energy. 
uh, when I'm around this person, I feel, you know, a little overstimulated. I feel anxious. I feel like you never know what's going to be said. I never know if I'm going to have to defend myself. I feel like I'm always running around and doing things for them. It's all, it, the show is about them. I know everybody yeah. has that one person they can think of that it's just like, especially if you're a people pleaser and you surround yourself with people like that. I know I did in college. It was just like I was the one always doing everything and yeah. nothing was ever in return. Do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? So oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, which is like triggering because it was always it was overstimulating too because I had my own things to get done and then I was doing all these other things and it was just like oh. Well, and you know, I was thinking Do you guys have like 15 different subscription services that you subscribe to and you just get emails and you don't even actually know how much you're paying every month? Because same. That's why I love Rocket Money. So if you don't even know how much your subscriptions cost or what you have, you need to try this. Did you know most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is like 200? If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you brought to watch just one show on, or that free trial you never even used. I did that with uh, Better Call Saul and um, realized I forgot to cancel it after seven days. That was fun. But Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as the click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. I'll be honest, I stink at money management, but Rocket Money helps me lower my bills, notifies me when there's been a change to my recent bills, and even helps me put money away a little longer for savings. I don't think I could survive without this service, honestly. It's seriously been such a tremendous help and one of the best apps out there. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash anxietychicks. That's rocketmoney.com slash anxietychicks. Rocketmoney.com slash anxietychicks. Are you tired of overpaying for organic groceries? I certainly was. That's when I decided to make the healthy switch to Thrive Market. Thrive Market is my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting it all quickly shipped to my doorstep is a huge time saver. They have everything, organic pantry staples, sustainable meat, trusted supplements, and plant-powered cleaning supplies. I personally have started 2023 with a new look at life and wanting to cut out anything toxic, especially cleaning supplies. I did not realize how toxic some cleaning supplies can be for you, especially as women with our hormones. As a Thrive Market member, I can save money on every single order. On average, I save over 30% each time. 
Thrive Market is perfect for me because I'm gluten-free and they have all of my favorite gluten-free brands, Simply Mills, Almond Flour, Pizza Crust, Bonza, Chickpea Pasta, and when I'm in the mood for candy, which is always, they have Smart Sweets, which are a stevia-based candy. On top of the massive savings on each order and the delicious treats they offer, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes daily, gives me cash back on so many brands, and they have a price match guarantee. That's just truly amazing. Not only does Thrive Market save me money, but they also save me time. I love the filters on the website or app. They have over 70 of these. Whether you're looking for certified gluten-free snacks or non-toxic cleaning essentials, you can create your own shopping experience with the click of a button. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash anxietychicks for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash anxietychicks. Thrivemarket.com slash anxietychicks. Now let's get back to the episode. About that how what you just said like you were always the thing the person you know doing things i and this is i guess maybe a different type of trigger for me um again it's not about like blaming any of these people but so many of my friends obviously i'm older so a lot of them have kids and families i only have like one friend that has kids that's still actually like wants to keep in touch with me and make plans with me. I'm the one making plans with everybody else. Yeah. And it's like, okay, because I don't have kids. I'm not married. I'm just like making all the plans. You know, it's very rare that any of my friends with like kids Mm -hmm. will make um, make the plans. And Which may I mean, not be a, them triggering you, but it's a trigger that happens in you. It causes that spiral of thoughts of like, oh, they don't want to hang out with me, blah, 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 blah. But in reality, it's like, oh my gosh, they have kids. Like, who knows what it's like well, having kids? They also and like, probably spend their entire, I mean, and the kids are little. So like, their life. <laughs> yeah. So like when, yeah. They're, when kids are little, all they do is make plans and they probably just are exhausted and don't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so, <clears throat> so I understand that, but yeah, yeah. So it's more of like, I've also my whole life been the one making plans. So like if I wasn't, then maybe it wouldn't bother me as much, but I'm always yeah. being the one like reaching out to people. Um, But yeah, so that, that's, you're right. That's like a different type of trigger, but it doesn't like consume me as much as this Friday night thing did. Like yeah. I... It really would just recognize that, that caused I, body like when you start feeling your symptom like bodily symptoms of your body going into that fight or flight like mm-hmm. you were ready to fight like you like not like physically but you were like no yeah it triggered you that's how you know that something's triggering you is when you feel those body reactions of like you're getting tense and you feel like that defensiveness coming on like you have to start fighting for yourself 
Yeah, I get yeah. that. And I, and I, you know, it was, um, it's hard because I've definitely been in those situations before with a lot of other people in my past. And I will say one thing that was different, which I'm really proud of myself for, is that I started feeling myself getting like that. And then I, I, I was aware of it in that moment. And that's when I said to her, you know, I feel like you're really not listening to me and you're not validating me right now. And I'm trying to tell you my perspective. And in the, I, I recognize that I am able to say that in that moment. A lot of times mm-hmm. I wouldn't remember to. I just get so um, defensive and I, it would make me angry that they're not listening to me. And then I'd feel so I feel like that little girl again. And then I would just retreat. And then I'd be like, I'm leaving and I'd walk away. And then I'd feel like this shame spiral. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, now they're mad at me. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. You know, I'm like, why do I get like that so much? I'd be so hard on myself. And I was not like that at all. I was really proud of myself. Yeah. I was. How do you think, what do you think changed the perspective of acting how you used to versus now? I think just all of the work that I've done, honestly, and yeah. and being able to recognize my patterns of when I'm getting dysregulated, like those body signals were very mm-hmm. real. And um, the way that I, the way that I, I was, it's just a lot of self-awareness and that just takes a lot of practice. Like yeah. being able to know when you're feeling dysregulated in the moment. I mean, like talking about it now and even when I would talk about it with my therapist, it's like I could relive the story and and really process it. But while you're in that, you know, fight or flight state and someone is kind of, you know, you're having this response to someone that's something is going on and you're feeling uncomfortable, it's really hard to like process your thoughts and know what to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it really just takes practice of like sitting back and and knowing, knowing really how you're feeling too. Like I knew yeah. that I was feeling misunderstood. I wasn't real. I wasn't angry. I was feeling misunderstood. I was feeling just really. Um, I don't know. Kind of like dismissed. it was bringing up your abandonment. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like dismissive, and. Yeah, it was just I know. And and you know, that takes me back a lot to my life growing up where I you know, met from we were talking about Italian families the other day. Um very loud family who did talk over each other, you know, even just like in in ways that were hurtful to me that I didn't know when I was little that as I grew up, you know, feeling like I wasn't really validated except my dad, you know, was very, very good at that with me. And so um, he's no longer here. So that's been like a really hard part. But being able to just the self-awareness piece. So that is that's huge Um, to recognize those body signals and those mind signals when you are around a person. And this can go into relationships, too, because, you know, remember me talking about when I was with with my ex and how not all the time, but there'd be times with my anxious attachment that I was around him and I would always feel like, I'd feel like I was walking on eggshells cause I'd want to say yeah. something, but then I'd be scared to say it. And then like, you know, I would say it, then I would be like, well, well he didn't say anything back. So what does that mean? 
I was just like, okay, this is exhausting. Kind of the big reason why we were not compatible in that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, I don't know. So you said, so I'm curious with you, you said like your friends from college, is there any other experiences that you've had with like friends or like family or anything where you. Yeah, I would been? say, I would say I, there's just one person in my life who, uh, I, in the past, when I was especially like getting my dietetics degree, I started like I was really into labeling foods as good and bad to such an extreme degree that oh, it was yeah. just unhealthy. And so um, that's exhausting, though. Like, I feel like that led to a lot of anxiety because that's exhausting. You can't live life like that. Like life is about moderation. Yeah. And when you start doing the good and bad stuff, it's just not good. And so there's this one person in my life who just like every time I'm around her, it's like she's always talking about some health product you can feel like judgment of food uh and it's just and so for some people that might be like educating but for me it's super triggering because it's like i've been there and like i don't want to go back there and i also just want to eat what i'm about to eat in peace and not eat it feeling guilt like that oh this is going to cause me cancer you know what i mean and so right okay that, that that was that was a big one for me because it's like one she's not even a dietitian And then two, it's like her, even her like logic of things that are good and bad isn't even real. Do you know what I mean? Like there is no, right, right. Some of the stuff that she labels as bad, it's like, well, technically not. It's like the moderation. I don't know. So, So, yes, it's a huge trigger because it's just like, one, I went to like 17 billion years of school for this. And Mm. then two, you're triggering what I used to think of good and bad and it's making what I'm about to eat as you're talking about it, like scary. Right. Well, and isn't that like considered, I guess, disordered eating? I, I've read about that a little bit. Do you know? Uh, you the, her, her, uh, her is, yeah. Yeah. Hers. Her, hers, is, hers isn't disordered eating. It's more of a orthorexia. So like extremely orthorexia is when you have gotten to a point of like, um, being so healthy as in it's, a, it's become an obsession, like more than just oh, being okay. healthy. It is like, I eat six, six groups of veggies a day. I incorporate, I only can have like two, like tiny servings of fruit. And like, I have this and like being very so rigid, like rigid, rigid about, with your diet. Okay. Yeah. Like, the, like really labeling foods as good and bad. I would say disordered eating is like, um, Usually with disordered eating, you see starvation or uh, binges and then starvation or very disordered. Like associated with eating disorders. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then orthorexia is like she eats like normal, like she eats meals, but it's just so extreme and like, oh, did you know that they said that they found like glyphosate in that and that it can cause cancer? And like she just starts spewing out. That sounds very triggering. Like an obsessive compulsive kind of like an anxiety disorder type of orthorexia is super i would say uh they've they've correlated it with ocd yeah 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 so obsessive with what you're consuming um but then she she spews it to everybody else and it's just like i know you're about to eat this food that you're you know so it's just like it for me it's triggering i can feel like i'm almost like eating my food super fast because i'm so like you know, uh, ready to fight, fight or flight or whatever. Have you and ever, so- have you ever, um, like 
said anything in front of her or like asked her about it? Like, as I don't know, has anyone ever? Like, no, because no, I don't think she has accepted what she struggles with. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, do you think she'd get defensive about it if Absolutely. you asked her? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just don't even wow. go there. I know I don't I don't I don't see her a lot or anything. So yeah. It's not a big deal. Used to though, but it's just like I recognize that and I'm just like I feel how I feel and I don't say anything and I'm just like, okay, she can think what she wants. I'm like, that's really that, that I I actually look and I look at her and I'm like, that's really sad that she struggles so much with orthorexia. Like I feel bad for her. Yeah, no, I'm like that's so sad. No like, one's. I'm, so that's how I. That's how I take it. I'm like, yeah, it's triggering, but that's really sad. I hope yeah. she gets help. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that just proves that you have a lot of self awareness about the, your responses to that. You know what I mean? And you kind of understand that. Well, again, not her fault. She obviously is going through something, but mm-hmm. being around that for you isn't healthy for no, you. Yeah. And so hopefully, again, you can't change other people. You can't, I mean, it also. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. There's other people who love her information. Do you know what I mean? Like there's people who love when she like tells people like health facts and stuff. So it's like, it doesn't, it's not saying she's a bad person and that she doesn't deserve friends, but it's for, it's not, it's a no for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I was just going to say, like, I I don't know what type of friend she is for you, like a level of friend or whatever. But for this girl that I was with on Friday, if if she if she was like a long time friend or um, like we were really close and had been a different just a different level of friendship, I might have actually not called her out, but been been actually concerned. I might have actually said, listen, it seems like you, you've you been, you know, like depressed lately or you seem really just like you're not um, yourself lately or are you okay because, you know, you're being really negative. You know, I might come from a more concerned place as a friendship, but I don't really know her that well. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, um, so there might be. You know, you might be listening and thinking, you know, these are some of the people in my life, but, you know, they're my family members or they're people I've known since I was yeah. in kindergarten. Like, how do I just, you know, say, sorry, I'm not hanging out with you today. Um, and it's way more complicated than that. That's why boundary work is is um, so amazing. Actually, there's a person on Instagram I love called her name is Nidra, Nidra Webb. Um, I just want to make sure I got that name right. Nidra Webb. I have. I she does. Did I? Okay. So you yeah. follow her too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she is an amazing, like, I would say healer because I call them all healers um, on Instagram, all about boundary setting. She has like an amazing book on boundaries and I would just like look her up. And if you need to do like any work um, about it, I would do that. Um, let me just make sure I find her name. Sorry. I don't think it's like, um, anyway, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, but yes, I think that's why boundaries is like the, the most, one of the most important things when it comes to this type of work, it's, well, first of all, I think it's self-awareness, right. Being able to recognize your triggers and then it's, um, boundaries. Sorry, I just found her name. It's ne- it's Nidra N E D R A, and her last name is T A W W A B. 
totally it's not web it's nidra what is what what's her what's her handle are you sure it's the same yeah i just looked it up um she's so great she's so cute so it's nidra n-e-d-r-a t-a-w-w-a-b and she's a licensed therapist too she has an accent right think so or maybe not no pretty sure she um, looks so professional she does she's beautiful too she i know is, she's yeah. such great books on boundaries she's just like literally the guru on boundaries so definitely um look into that but yeah so i would say it's it's definitely going to be i think when you start creating boundaries um and i want to do I want to do an episode on this. I don't know if we've done boundary episode yet, but um, maybe we can get her on. Hmm. Wow. That'd be amazing. I'll try and reach yeah. out to her because I talked to her a couple of times. Um, it's going to be just a difficult process, especially if you're starting to learn about them and really commit to setting them because a lot of the people that you're going to start setting boundaries with aren't going to like that. Yeah. I was if about to say, especially sense. if you're a people pleaser, it's going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh my gosh, I just made them mad. So it's going to be a lot of obviously self-discovery work and commitment on your part and self-love on your part and compassion, but also recognizing that the, the responses you're going to get from the people you're setting boundaries with are not going to be good because that's the reason you're setting them in the first place. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Um. So just be prepared for that, but um, also, you know, read up on on boundaries and just recognize there is a process to it. Um, and setting boundaries doesn't mean just like Xing people out of your life. Honestly, sometimes it does. And um, Dr. Nicole talks about that all the time, the holistic psychologist about sometimes there are breakups that need to happen with friends and family. Again, it's a process. Um, but it's really more about starting with the awareness of yourself, like the awareness of how you feel when you're around certain people. Like take note of those body signals, take note of those like brain signals when you're around somebody and how you really feel. Because honestly, I think about now that I'm starting to date and everything and I want to make sure that I feel completely safe with who I'm with and that they know that they know who I really am and what I do with my life, that they're proud of me for it, that they, um, that it's okay that I have anxiety and that I can talk about it and we can talk about the future together and that I'm not like walking on eggshells and I'm so scared to talk to him about, you know, our future together or like what it looks like. I, I want to just feel safe and like I can breathe when I'm around him. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) see if that happens in the next decade that's a whole nother episode because i've just been feeling so discouraged with dating um and hence the whole thing on friday i've been feeling discouraged and i wanted to feel hopeful and then she just like put the nail harder like in my back and i was like all right i need to like come out of this again which is why i'm doing this lucky girl syndrome challenge on tiktok have you heard of that no (laughs) Some people listening might be like, oh my gosh, why are you doing that? 
I don't know. It's like a manifestation technique that I've been, um, it went viral on TikTok and I'm on day two today. And essentially it's a manifestation technique where it, it requires certain affirmations saying like, I'm lucky and the world is always happening. Things are happening in my favor. And kind of, you just have these affirmations you say throughout your day to yourself and huh. you just see it. And, um, Interestingly enough, I posted a TikTok this morning because I woke up and I got a, a text from my girlfriend that I'm supposed to visit this weekend that I haven't seen in so long. And we were so excited saying that she got COVID. And I'm like, the world is always happening. I was like trying to think, wow, okay, I'm really lucky today. Um, but it, it really actually... I think if what it's supposed to do is just shift your mindset when things like that do happen, like yeah. I was feeling disappointed and one of, you know, I was like, you know, things happen for a reason. That's one thing. And then I said, you know, everything's always working out for me. So maybe this weekend, you know, I'll have a nice date or something instead. You know, I don't know. Um, so anyway, you guys can follow me on TikTok if you want to file. I'm only doing it for two weeks. So I'm chronicling my two-week journey of doing this manifestation technique to see how it goes. So huh. I'll check it out. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. Thank you, guys. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I, I really like that you shared that. I think you shared some great techniques. I think we both have, I think self-awareness is where people should begin. I think that's yeah. where you find out what's triggering you and how you feel recognizing your body, like especially if you've had like panic attacks around people mm -hmm. yeah. maybe recognizing before the panic attack you're like nothing happened i don't understand but it's like maybe the person was triggering you and it led to that panic attack so um i think it's important to really reflect yeah yeah 100 percent. exactly i love that because you know most people are like that panic attack happened out of nowhere it's like no aunt Susie triggered you yeah, I know people think it does, but it's never out of nowhere. There's always yeah. underlying reasons. So it's just yeah. tapping into that. Sometimes you need to see a specialist for that, which is brave and awesome. So, yes. Well, right, thank guys. you. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.